podcast. It's episode 25 of the Weird Podcast. You know, that's, that's quite a milestone. That's the a quarter of a century of podcasts. Which, you know, to be fair, that means I have to do another 75 to get to 100. Will it still be the Weird Podcast? Who knows? I've thought about changing its name. You know, I've thought about moving away from it because, you know, it's not really getting any weirder as it goes on. You know, I'm not looking at weird topics because, let's be fair... Ain't a lot of weird shit going on in this small part of suburbia that I live in, am I right, ha? Huh? But I'll tell you what is weird and what I'm going to start on this week. The podcast is moving to a Monday. I've decided this because, um, first and foremost, it's easier for me to record it on a weekend as opposed to during the week. And also, I, I think people are more, more prone to listen to podcasts when they come out earlier in the week. Obviously, you know, Boytown is back. It's coming out on a Thursday, as per. And then you're finding, you, by the time you listen to Boytown, come Saturday, you're like, I don't, I don't want to listen to the weird podcast. Nah, fuck that. I've heard enough of this guy's voice for one week. Forget about it. And you, you just don't listen. So I'm moving it to Mondays. The weird podcast is going to be starting to go out each Monday from now on, going forward. And hopefully, you know, more people will be able to tune in, check it out. And I mean, if you're a loyal listener, if you're a weirdo, tell people about it, you know, get them involved. I find it's a better podcast the more people get involved. You know, the more questions are asked, the more weird stuff's brought to my attention, the better. You know, because I'm a weird guy, but I'm not getting out as much anymore to experience weird things. You know, I'm stuck in this world now where, you know, I've got a kid to look after, I'm trying to just, you know, earn that coin and moving house, I'm doing shit like that at the minute, you know, I'm not getting out into the, the world experience in the underworld of weird, so I need the people to come at me with stories. Like, I must uh, make, make a point that, like, you know, some of the people early on in the, in the, in the series would have come forward with stories every week, you know, and they're, they're disappearing. There are still loyal listeners who, week in, week out, you know, you know they're coming in with weird questions. Um, special shout out to the Chris's for coming in with their questions every week. For those of you that don't know the Chris's, they're of course Chris Henning, who comes in every week and asks me questions. First of all, he checks up to see how my daughter Holly's doing, which I appreciate. And then he comes and asks me great questions. This week is no exception. And the other is Chris Barr, another um guy who just he delivers every week not only does he ask me a question he delivers me a great story a story that you know a lot of times have been the bulk of the podcast because whenever I'm coming in with a weird podcast you know unless I'm doing weird stuff myself it's hard to talk about it do you know and at my age and in my situation you know I, I would find it hard to justify intentionally going out doing weird things to just get material you know that's kind of how you know how like serial killers and stuff get started you know they go and do stuff for like your man the ice the ice man richard kuklinski he just started off killing for like the mafia to earn, earn a bit of dough you know it's like i'll go and do a few jobs for you like okay for a start i want you to go out i want you to rob a bank and he's like sweet i'll do that get some dough i want you to go out i want you to give me a pizza He's like, sweet, it's a wee bit of a de-escalation there. You've, you've made me go and rob a bank, and now you want me to get you... Pay. I'm hungry, what can I say, you motherfucker, cocksucker? 
And he's like, we're dead on. Next, he's like, hey, I need you to go and collect me something from the dry cleaners. You know, I left in a jacket. You need to go get that for me, Richard. And he's like, yeah, no sweat. No problem. Comes back in, leaves over his gear. And the guy's like, yeah, I need you to do me another favor, Richard. And he's like, okay, what's that? And he goes, what I need you to do is this guy. He's a wise guy. Talk, he's talking smack about me. He's still down Brooklyn. You know, I need you to go down and take care of him. He's like, all right, take care of him. Like, is he... An old guy that like you know needs sort of round the round the clock help. Is he does he need some sort of like personal care? No, I mean kill him, you fucking jackass. All oh, right, okay, I'll I'll do that. And then he just went out and just popped one in his head. Boop, dead. And then as time went by, obviously a lot of killing was done by Richard Kuklinski. He had to like you know find ways of like hiding bodies and stuff. So it got a bit boring performing, I assume, shooting people. So he started bringing out the crossbows popping people for the mafia he's like yeah i'm just gonna bring people out into the into the fucking countryside stick them in a cave and like put a bowl over their tummy and stick rats in it and just let the rats eat their way out you know just let the rats eat the guys out you know what i mean just on their stomach not like in a sexual way like i, I don't like, i don't know rats could be sexual who knows i've never been in that situation whereby i've you know had sex with a rat unless you're like using that as a anyway but he used these more inventive means. So, like, he's popping people with arrows. He's, like, having rats eating their bodies out, and then he's just filling them, uh, their bodies, into, like, big vats of acid. That's what that's what the Iceman did, you know? So what I'm trying to say there, long story short, is that there is an escalation in behaviour. So if I just go out, you know, and start doing weird things, like maybe, you know, like, stroking stray cats, like, just be sitting in the street, cross-legged, stroking a stray cat, people probably go... Hmm, bit strange, and then as time goes on, you know, I could fully be like, I guess, as you'll find out with Chris's story later, just wanking in a slurry tank. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So what I'm saying is get in and bring me weird stories and let me sort of look at it and review it, and then that's how we'll sort of keep going down the old weird front. Um, otherwise it's just going to just be a podcast of me just telling you shit about me do you know what I mean and that's that's boring because once again I'm not getting out to do the stuff worth talking about you know the main thing I'm doing at the minute now is training in the gym like that's my main source of banter these days I've got back into that I'm going to personal trainer and he's wrecking me I'm two weeks down with him now and I'm feeling to be fair pretty good I'm feeling fitter and stronger but I'm also feeling like I'm throwing my fucking guts out my mouth every time I'm done. I'm sitting in the car going, I'm I may very well be having, you know, just a mild heart attack here. There could be, you know, I'm sort of like I'm I smell burnt toast regularly after working out and I've been told that that's a sign of a stroke. Do you know? I think like it's it's all well and good to work people out hard, but you shouldn't be working people, you know, into having a stroke. Unless of course whatever way the stroke affects them they can maybe tighten up and they're basically holding a really strong plank like core out of it you know maybe, maybe you know if, if i may my face may droop but as long as long as my belly disappears you know maybe that's the price i'm willing to pay who knows at least i could always wear a mask I'd rather be jacked with a mask than fat in my normal face you know what i mean so we'll see how he's doing and as time goes by, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling much better. Albeit, I'm talking to you today on a Sunday, having spent the whole day out with the family. I was up in uh, Port Rush for the day, which was great. 
and um, brought Holly up there, my little daughter, for the first time. And um, she went on a ride in Barry's, albeit four months old. She went on a ride in Barry's, and um, wasn't like a roller coaster by herself or anything. It was um, the more chilled out um, carousel with the, the wee horse horses, and I wasn't happy with her going on a horse again because you know she's four months, can't really have grip, so she should have fallen off probably and got crushed, which wouldn't have ended well, and you know probably would have resulted in your boy going to prison or whatnot so she's just sitting in a seat on it with her mum and that was that was it but it was nice went there went to the harbour bar of course remiss not to if you're in port rush went and had a, a half pint of guinness um and a lot of people all of you probably spat drink out there or, or like stopped dead in the street if you're listening to it whilst walking and went the fuck are you drinking a half pint for man you some sort of fruit i'd be like nah i'm <laughs> I'm not, I was driving, you know what I mean? Driving the Kazar, and if I drank one pint, you know, maybe over the limit. So I just went for a wee half pint to keep it safe, you know? And that's how we do it. So I went there for the day, and on the way home, I was like, ah, you know, um, maybe we'll have something for dinner, maybe not super clean, like how I've been eating so far. You know, in the last couple of weeks, I've been eating a lot of chicken, a lot of courgette, a lot of turkey, a lot of spinach. That kind of stuff. And yeah, I must say it, I am feeling good. I'm feeling flexible. As Conor McGregor would say, I'm feeling some a lot of movement. My movement is improving. My striking is getting better. That was kind of shit, but I'll, I'll keep working on that. Maybe one day I will be able to do a strong impersonation of him. Or maybe not. But my movement's feeling better. I'm feeling more lucid, like I can dance better. you know. So I put a lot of that down to the training, but also the diet. So I thought, yo, I'm on a diet here. I got to admit, if I'm having a cheat day, I can maybe mix it up, just have something a little bit bad, a little bit naughty. So I went for large Big Mac meal, Coke, mozzarella dippers, and a McFlurry, which I've not even eaten McFlurry yet. It's in the freezer, so I'm going to literally eat that whilst watching a new series on Netflix when I'm done. And you know what? Don't care, because I've been strict on it, and I think one day off isn't going to, you know, room wasn't built in a day, but... You know, it takes a while to burn down London. I think that's the same too. It could be wrong, but hey. Hey ho, let's go. I'm going to do it. And I don't know what series I'm going to watch. I'm back again to say, guys, I'm looking for a new series to watch. Um, for any of you loyal listeners, you'll know that whenever Holly was freshly hatched and just newborn, I would have been getting up early with her in the mornings, giving her a feed and just sort of sitting with her while she slept on me and that that was a great time I used to love that I used to be able to get a bit of FIFA in a bit of season mode you know I used to enjoy that developing my team as I went along and then I watched a lot on Netflix during um, my paternity leave I was I watched all of Breaking Bad watched quite a lot of comedy specials which was, were great fun and I watched The Punisher, which I really enjoyed. I've also watched The Sinner as a series during my paternity leave, which I all I enjoyed it all. But recently I finished probably one of my favourite series that I've seen in a while. And I'm talking about Bates Motel. Any of you guys out there have seen Bates Motel, have enjoyed it, you'll know what I mean. It's a great series. Uh, it's about the sort of backstory of the character of Norman Bates who was the protagonist in the Alfred Hitchcock film Psycho. You know, the film with the infamous Shar scene. Bing, 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 bing. 
Um, you won't be able to see it there, but I was literally doing the the hand motion of the stab in there whilst whilst I did it. Which also, for anyone walking past my window, maybe looking in the house, makes it look like I'm doing a ferocious wanker sign at my computer on on a large dick. Like it's not a wee ping ping ping. It's a bang bang bang. Like if you were to like it's a. It's a curve, I'd say. If you, you know, the the pain, it's it's thick because my hand's not fully closed, closed, clothed. It's not clothed or closed, but a Chris Eubank, my hand's not fully clothed. But yeah, it's about forty centimeters. It, yeah, it's also not true if it was my own. So, but anyway, that's beside the point. Bates Motel, good show. Five series of it we went through and. I must admit, the last series, it got me. The last series was just sad. Like, the whole thing, I thought it was class. First, like, it took a while to get going. You know, Norman Bates, the main character that Psycho's based on, he, he was a nice guy at the start, you know? He, like, in the film, he was also a nice guy, literally split personality in this series. He's a nice guy. As time goes by, you sort of see his, like, personality degenerate. And his mental health go down and down. And it's acted so well. The guy is a great actor. Before I'd seen it, I was like, nah, I'm watching that shit. That motherfucker's the little boy from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the remake. Not the original, because then that motherfucker would be like 90 years old. But this guy's only like in his early 20s, and he's great. He is like 10 out of 10 good on it. And also, last series, Rihanna's in it, who, yo, she ain't 10 out of 10 good. She's 10 out of 10 good looking. But she ain't 10 out of 10 good acting. She's 10 out of 10 good singing. In 10 out of 10 good acting. But hey, it's Rihanna. You know, what's not to love? But the last series, like, the whole tone of it changed. Um, it just got to the height of his mental illness. Main characters are dying left, right, and center. They're dropping faster than feelings, dropping people in Cory. Like, and that's serious numbers, like, because feeling drops ass, like. You know, um, it's mad and like by the end of it like last episode finished and i was like whoa all right all right all right okay everyone's dead nice like you, you just weren't happy after an episode you genuinely felt sad like i afterwards i felt like you know i don't want to say I, I cried you know i don't want to say that because yo people will that they, they will looking at me going man you're crying at tv shows what a f- fucking jerk you know you're you're effeminate but hey i cried a little bit and inside and out of the house it, it was emotional so i'd advise you if you've not seen it watch it and if you have seen it and you think it's shit you know let me know but for sure i'll be like fuck off it was great so yeah if the sound sounded a little bit weird there for a second i had to stop the podcast and uh really have a word because my fiance was upstairs i don't know what she was doing because i'm downstairs but all i know is it seemed like she was walking around with a hammer and a rolling pin just making every bit of noise she thought possible to make don't know what she's doing there's nothing up there that makes the noise that she was making so you know she might have been just going i I could go upstairs and find her with a hammer with a colander on her head just banging it making noise who knows but effectively she's been silenced richard kuklinski style arrow and not through the head like because that would be a bit extreme just you know through the tongue (laughs) such keeper 
she's done for a while. Also, the baby's just been put to bed, so I don't know whether she's keen on screaming and just wants there to be additional noise. But um, it stopped now, thank God. So apologies if I picked up on the mic, although I know the sound is actually better on this podcast than it is on the Boytown podcast, which we have genuinely acquired an office space and podcast studio specifically to record a podcast in, and yet somehow the sound is better on this than it is on that. Um, it's probably because the ceilings are a bit higher there and whatnot, we've not soundproofed it, but we're in the process of doing that, and by that I mean I've ordered lots of soundproofing, and we're going to put that up, and hopefully that'll cure any issues with Boytown, which, since we have last spoke, has now got a, a new video um, recording system a new videographer, shout out to my boy Benji, putting those videos out of Boytown, and, and it's great, albeit it's a bad angle on the old ball spot, but hey, you know, you take that and you move on, but what a, a week it's been, what a weird, weird week, it's like, I went to sleep in 2018, all of a sudden woke up in 2016 again, yo, everyone's dying, why is, why are all the celebrities dying, the one that shocked me the most, you've got Dale Winton, You've got Avicii and you've got Mini-Me. And I was shocked at Dale. I was sad about Dale too. Everyone loves Dale Winton. He's a good guy. He's a great TV presenter. And, you know, young young to die. Do you know what I mean? 62 these days, that's young. And then speaking of young, you've Avicii who died, the DJ. 28, that's sad. You know, sad the guy that young died. Not sad that he won't make any more music because his music was really whack. But sad that a 28-year-old died, no doubt. And many me, you're kind of like, whenever you find out he died, you're a bit like, oh, well, he had a fair run. Like, you know, he, he did, considering, like, he's essentially got the body of a baby, you know, and those, those legs aren't strong. He's, he's had a good run, but it's still sad, because from all accounts, he's a pretty sweet guy. You know, a bit of a legend in many respects, you know, for a guy of that stature to, to be, you know, making the living that he made. Dating some of the girls, even hello, fresh guy. You know, sad, sad to see them all die. And um, when's it going to stop? Like everyone's, everyone's dropping this year. It's like, what the fuck's going on? And, and like, who's going to be next? That's the thing. Like, you start thinking, like, whoa, these guys are gone. They're they're left field. But who, you know, you, you'd be sort of looking at the ones you'd expect. Like when Hawking went, you were like, of course. But I mean, those three, bar many me, you're like, oh, that's bad. That is fairly grim. And you know what else is weird? Why they don't tell you what they died of anymore? Like, it used to be back in the day, like, I went to Whitney Houston and found drug overdose in the bath. Sweet. Thank you very much for that. Um, Chester Bennington hanged. You know, they come out with that now this year. They're just like, people are just dying. How, like, Dolores from the Cranberries, no idea how she died. No idea how Dale died. No idea how Avicii died. No idea how Mini-Me died. They just died. And that's all the media are reporting. So what I'm saying is, tell me how they died. I want to know. Because that can make it sadder. You know? You can be... Like, if they've done it to themselves, you just go... You know, how depressed must a person be to, to think that there's no getting better? It has to go to that level. And that's just... You know, it's a heartbreaking thing. And so, you know, just talk to people. Let them know how you're feeling. You know, it's not. I'm not going to get into that sort of shit because it's not that, this kind of podcast. But you know what I'm saying? Just talk to people if you're feeling really bad. Let someone know about it. That's all I'm saying. Shout out. 
because sometimes it isn't easy. But anyway, yo, that's enough of that. We've been sad enough. Let's let's go and have a little bit of fun, shall we? Yeah. Let me just tell you about a gig that I had that was really good. <laughs> just did a gig last night in Bogans in Oma in County Tyrone in Northern Ireland in on the world and it was great i was supporting mickey bartlett who was doing his new a preview for his new edinburgh show crucifying fergal obviously it was a great a great hour mick's always always very good and that was a great night by all accounts i had, I had to shoot on before the end of his set because you know i've got a kid that needs to get fed and stuff and i need to not be in home until all hours of the night to have to travel home in, in the pitch black dark really sleepy in case you know i just drive into a wall or something so i had to head home i saw about half a set but it was great and it's just really good to be getting out gigging again, getting back in the fucking groove. You know, it's, it feels good. I have a lot of new material that I'm loving. I'm excited about telling people about it and just doing the set. And I got a great response last night as Paranoma, one of the best places, you know, I'm going to say it, in the world to gig. Well, in anywhere that I've gigged, and I've gigged across the world, Oma is always a great spot. And hopefully now I can continue this this Friday. In the Crescent Arts Centre in Belfast. It's myself, Darren Matthews, and Shane Todd. And from what I've heard, there's quite literally 10 tickets left. It's a bring your own event, which means you can bring your own. It's drink. I don't know like if the, if the bring your own element applies to like other things, like you know, animals. Like, I don't know if you can just bring your own, like you couldn't just for toxic bring an alligator. I, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think the BYO applies to your booze. So bring a decent carrot, get lit, and have a good time this Friday coming, 27th of April. Now, it's time to get bored again, because I'm going to tell you about my show. But guess what's exciting about my new show, my one-hour show, on the 18th of May in the Strand Arts Centre? I've got a name for the show. Drumroll, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, it's called Dad. Hmm? Yep, Dave Elliott presents Dad. And you're probably going, that's a shit name for a stand-up show. Just Dad? I was like, yeah. But the poster is like a parody of Michael Jackson's album, Bad. See what I did there? Because Dad and Bad rhyme. So it's a cool poster. Um, I've been trying to think of names forever about what I was going to call the show. Um, obviously, it's about basically me becoming a dad for the first time, what that all entails, how I'm finding things, and basically a load of funny stories, anecdotes, and uh, thoughts on a lot of things. So, um, so you know, I, I've been racking my name, trying to think of a good name. And before the baby was born, I thought if it had been a boy, I could have called it the father, the son, and the holy shit. Because, you know, I, my life would be changed in such a way. But, nope, I had a daughter. She, she fucked up my plans of having a show. Thanks, Rat Holly. We jerk. And instead of just called the show Dad. So, check that out on the 18th of May in Strand Arts Centre. Um, I, the tickets are only six quid. I don't know why. It's part of some sort of festival. And the, maybe the organisers are like, yo, why don't you guys have a treat and come and see some comedy? Um, come and see Dave Elliott for six quid. That's not my rule. I want my tickets to be dearer than that because I'm greedy and I need cash money to, to afford to buy a toupee for my hair that keeps falling out. And I'm just for men to dye my beard. It's turning white. But hey, 
six quid. So basically what I'm saying is I'm doing a show for you. Might as well be free. FOC, it should be free. Do you know? that's uh, Six quid to see me now is like a free show. Just come. You know, it'll be a good time. I believe it's bring your own as well. So once again, for six quid and whatever's in your, your wee drinks globe in the corner, you can get out and have a great night. You know, and, and, and by all means... You know, I'll drink with you after. There you go. Is your promise? If you come to the show, you can buy me a pint afterwards. Seeing as a such a cheap ticket, I'm a cheap date, guys. And it could be a, uh, that's an idea. Come bring a date to my show. Um, you know, I'm finishing off here with the uh, the show, the podcast this week. Um, so I'm just going to go straight into the questions and see what people have said. Now, I know one question already, but the, I don't know them all, mate. I have a question, and yo, it's from Sean Porteous, my man. He said, last week you took the question the wrong way. It wasn't about the Belfast trial, although I appreciated the response. On a lighter note this week, the chase are pointless. First of all, Sean, your question last week, which, you know what, as I say this, I have to go slowly back in time to try and actually find um, the wording of the question because, hey, I don't, I, I don't have a memory like an elephant. But I shall go back now and tell you what it's, what the question was that Sean had asked last week, it, which was, did you know the line between the numbers and fractions, but it's called vaniculum, but what issue do you feel has a line, it has to be drawn? You know what, Sean, it was interesting that I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily take the question the wrong way. I liked the line of question because you, you left it open-ended. It was a topic that I felt like I wanted to touch on. I just didn't feel it was an appropriate topic to just openly talk about on a podcast you know what I mean I don't think it's my my place to do so but when you threw that question out you know it was like you were just dangling a wee cart in front of a, a big hungry donkey and I just did it and wanted to, wanted to get my views out real quick but um, I yeah I appreciate you, that you listened and you know that um, but this week tough question pointless or the chase I do enjoy both shows a lot I must say but winning it, it's the chase for me. Um, I just think I'm always more proud of an answer on Pointless, to be fair. But the chase, merely because actually this week I downloaded the chase app because I just felt that um, I was getting bored with shit. You know what I mean? Like whenever you get bored of life, you need to do something to ex- like spark things up a bit, make life a bit more exciting. So what else is going to perk up your toilet break more than playing the chase? You know what I mean? Having the beast breathing down your neck while you're dropping a number numero dos. So yeah, the chase takes that just because I've got an app that I can play. But if I'm watching it, I feel like pointless is a bit more a bit more challenging maybe than the chase. But on that note of game shows, I'm very excited about the return of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Weird that uh, Jeremy Clarkson's hosting it, not Tarrant. Albeit... Um, my fiance, girlfriend Catherine, told me that like Chris Tarrant got sacked for something. I can't actually remember that far back. And you know, being as intrepid as a as a journalist I am, didn't actually look look back. So he could have done something really shitty. He could be like Jimmy Savile II for all I know. And that's why he got sacked. But I'd rather have had Tarrant do it. But hey, I'm going to watch it because I like it. I might actually apply to be on it because I could do that extra dough. To be fair, I'd love a million quid. Reckon if I went on Who's to be a millionaire, I'd come off with at least thirty two k. That'll be my thought on it. But I'm excited to see that back. Thanks for the question, Sean. Appreciate it. So the chase takes that one. 
Uh, other questions are the Chris's now the loyal the loyal guys with their questions. Um, um, let me see. Oh well. Chris Barr, first of all, I alluded to his story a bit earlier. He said, Dave, this is possibly one of the weirdest guys I've come across. Excuse the pun, I believe that the guys he's seen, I don't think he actually ejaculated on. But hey, I don't know, Chris is a kind of cool guy. Could be up to this kind of stuff. Um, the story is essentially, um, just waiting for my internet to load for... This is the, the uh, it's on BBC News. This is the headline. Cow slurry fetishist David Truscott, given jail term... <laughs> I've never even heard the term fetishist before, but it's some of the fetish. A man with a cowslurry fetish, all right, stop there, um, has been jailed for five years after threatening to kill a family who tried to stop him targeting their farm. Okay. David Truscott reportedly rolled around naked in cowslurry and developed an obsession with a farm in Redrith, Cornwall. Exeter Crown Court heard that Truscott, formerly of Camborne, Cornwall, targeted the property for eight years. Yikes. Last year he admitted making threats to kill and also damage property. The court heard that he, initi- he initially removed cow pats from the farm, but his behaviour escalated, with Truscott regularly entering the farm to perform a sex act in slurry. The court was told he then decided to exact revenge on the owners after they erected bollards and removed slurry from their farm to bid to deter him. Truscott was jailed in 2005, 2009 and 2011 for his actions at the property repeatedly set fire to their shed, tractor enclosures and hay, killing a calf in one place. What dickhead. You know what, it's bad enough he's just a fucking weird sex pervert. When you kill animals, nah, don't like that. See, if you're one of these people, like you see fucking shit on Facebook all the time, fuck, I hate Facebook. Stuff goes out there about like people abusing dogs or animals. See, if you abuse an animal or you abuse a kid, you're the worst piece of shit on the earth. And I think, literally, you know, I don't care if it's a PC brigade. You should, there should be a law whereby if you do stuff like that, you get brought in and somebody bigger and stronger than you gets to lay a smack down on you and see how you like it. Anyway, he was handed an extended sentence of 10 years following psychiatric reports. Judge Philip Wassell said Truscott Hood has an autism spectrum disorder. Yeah, probably has something wrong with him if you know you're just fully jacking off in counselory. For a start, it's dangerous. How is it the, like the, the fumes? Not, I don't know. Um, he would spend the first five years of his sentence in prison and then receive hospital treatment. You know what? The guy clearly has something wrong with him to do that. But at the same time, he's fucking nuts and he should be away from people that he could harm. Like setting fire to stuff and jacking off and slurry is definitely a weird guy. Thanks for introducing me to him. Chris made me feel internally a little bit weird. You know, I'm like reading this story going, I actually hate this guy. But yeah, have I ever experienced any weird or have you ever had any weird experiences or on a farm or with animals? Um... You know what? Not especially. Um, I did some. I did have something happen to me. Like I, I threw an item into a farm once. Like I was so disgusted at it um, that that I, I I ran away and threw it as a, as a like a teenager into a farm. Um, but it, I later found out like last week after watching a Patrick Guilty documentary. Um, that I was totally overreacting. Um, I probably shouldn't say a story, but I'm going to anyway because fuck it. I, when I was younger, my 
grandfather died, and when he died, he left. He just got a brand new bed, basically, before he went into the hospice. He had cancer, and like, he, he didn't even sleep in this new bed of his, and whenever he died, I ended up getting his bed. So when I got it, there was, like, drawers underneath it. There was stuff in it, like, there was books, and there was, like, uh, notes and, like, just grander stuff. Um, and whatnot, and there was this thing in it too that like it was long. It was well, it was about twenty centimeters to thirty centimeters long, round object with a hmm, yeah. It, it essentially looked like a dildo. Like a, I, I thought it was my granny's dildo. Yeah, I don't I don't feel comfortable saying that. So I got a plastic bag I lifted it and I ran away in the, the back of my house where there was a farm and I ran as fast as I could and I threw it into a field to get rid of it to try to banish this horrible image from my mind and like I don't know I, I just assumed that time I just didn't want it in my bed because it was weird and creepy so then as I was watching the show Patrick Kilty last week there was a guy on it who was blinded by being hit in the face with a rubber bullet and then he produced from his back pocket what appeared to be my granny's dildo and it turns out was a rubber bullet so yeah that's what it was um my grandfather was like interested in collecting like war things and souvenirs and stuff he would have had a lot of stuff from second world war you know like army policey type stuff he would have collected all that kind of stuff and turns out it was a rubber bullet and that's what i thought it was as a child so that's probably the weirdest farm based experience that i've had i don't know how comfortable entirely i feel saying that but hey it's done now so you just live and you learn don't you Chris Henning, my man, has said, Well, Dave, great to have the Weird Podcast back last week. How's the wee woman keeping? She's great. We had her way today at Portrush. Behaved absolutely amazing. Yesterday, I had her out with a few of my other mates who are dads with their kids. Out for breakfast. Behaved super well as well. So she's been great. As it is a Weird Podcast, I'd like to know if you were a notorious criminal slash serial killer, what would your calling card be as such? Um... I reckon I'd be a really shit serial killer for a start because I get real guilty about things. I always get caught if I do bad shit, always. Like when I was younger, um, my mum and dad used to tell me that my head went red when I told a lie. So obviously trying to hide the fact that I was lying, I would approach them with my hand covering my head, which in hindsight gave away the fact that I was lying by covering it. So if I murdered somebody, I just couldn't live with the guilt. However, if I started to like escalate the behaviour that I spoken about at the start of the podcast, start getting weirder and start getting a bit more, you know, confident, but arrogant being a serial killer. I suppose I'd have to do something that would like, you know, be, be my calling card, something about me and like my most, you know, obvious physical feature other than my beard would be my gap teeth. So I couldn't like sprinkle bits of beard on them because I'd be DNA and shit and they'd be able to catch me. But what I would do would be take like a chisel and just like and a hammer probably off Catherine upstairs fuck's sake and uh, I would go and I would just chisel put the chisel in between someone's two front teeth and hit it once with a hammer and just knock their teeth in so they're just gap teeth I'd be called the gap tooth killer and that would be my calling card and I actually didn't think about that before but I actually quite like it so that would be my calling card um, if it did it so if anyone out there starts dying you sort of see bodies stories in the news and people have gap teeth um, you know who's done it it's me I'm, I'm, ser- I'm a serial killer deal with it you know 
Nearly did the impression there. It's just about the end of the podcast. I nearly did you know uh, the Arsene Wenger. Of all, I uh, believe uh, that the club is in good condition, you know, but uh, but Jay's leaving. Wenger out has has happened. And I know a lot of people don't listen by football, but I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. He's, he's not sad he's going because I think his time is up. I think he should have gone maybe after we won the FA Cup last season. But for one reason or other, he stayed on and the team's just been, been shit. I think he's just decided, yo, these guys are fully shit. I don't have time to restructure the team how I need or have any knowledge in defence or goalkeepers. And just said, decided to go. But sad now he's actually going because you're a bit like, yeah, he's Arsenal's greatest ever manager. He's an absolute hero. But at the same time, you know, he's in the last few years maybe tarnished his legacy ever so slightly so yeah it's a bit sad but it's exciting to see he's going to come in and replace him and hopefully we can beat Atletico Madrid maybe win the Europa League get back in the Champions League and all is rosy in the garden from moving forward but you know 22 years he's been there he's been in charge of the club since I was flipping 9 years old 8 or 9 and now he's gone so it's a bit sad a bit weird but yeah, I don't want to talk about that because I'm going to be emotional. But anyway, guys, that's been this week's podcast. Um, you know, moving forward, I want more weird stories. I need more weird stuff to talk about. Otherwise, it's just going to be DFL hits fucking podcast to chat. So get on that. Uh, if you don't already, follow me on Instagram and, and Facebook at DFL Comedy and on Twitter at the DFL You know, until then, subscribe to stuff on iTunes. Subscribe to my stuff on SoundCloud. And I will see y'all next week. Uh, Why did I speak in a stupid American accent?